College can be expensive, but saving now can help your students save later. Give your child's college savings a boost by registering for a chance at one of 25 $1,000 savings plan deposits for 6th through 12th graders. Sign up today at iowastudentloan.org slash register. Look for the Save Now, Save Later giveaway under the scholarships page. Log on and register today. That's iowastudentloan.org. As an Alliant Energy representative, I really enjoy helping businesses save. Today, I visited a business that asked for a free energy audit. After walking through their facility, I let the customers know how much money and energy they could be saving. Plus, I gave them an action plan detailing how to improve their energy efficiency. I showed them how they could save even more with rebates from Alliant Energy on equipment upgrades. If you are interested in saving energy and money, schedule a free energy audit at AlliantEnergy.com slash energy audit. You're listening to Broncos for Breakfast with Nick Kendall and Scott Kennedy. Welcome in, welcome in. It is Thursday morning right on the dot, 7.30 a.m. on the middle of September, September 15th. I am Nick Kendall and joined by, as always, for Broncos for Breakfast, Scott Kennedy. Scott, good morning to you. Happy Friday, Junior. Pre-Friday. Pre-Friday. I could felt it. When you said Friday, I'm like, oh, yeah, great. It is Friday. I don't know why. Maybe because uh, my son actually gets the day off tomorrow because he's in a top-level soccer game. Like the, the national body of this soccer actually writes a note to the principal and says, wow. please excuse him for this, blah, blah, blah. So, so I'm out tomorrow. Um, so it feels like today's Friday. Well, good luck to him. I saw that our Let's boys in Friday. We got football tonight. It's, yeah. it's Friday. It's today's uh, Friday for me. We're Friday. Am I allowed to be stoked for tonight's game? I know that we're supposed to hate the Chargers and the Chiefs, and believe me, I'm. I wish both of them would lose. But like to see Justin Herbert and Patrick Mahomes go back head to head, I'm I'm ecstatic. I'm really hoping we don't get a dud. I'm hoping we get a something more similar to Josh Allen versus Mahomes in the AFC. Uh, divisional round. See, us as Americans, we're ingrained to despise the tie, the draw. It's un-American. We we hate it. But whenever you're watching a team, you're like, man, I wish both of these SOBs could lose. Yeah. That's what a draw is. Yeah. <laughs> so when you're in a point system and you get three points for a win and one point for a draw, you're like, man, I hope these these guys tie. I would just love it because that's a loss for yeah. both of them. You're like, yes. Yep. So it's it's good for the neutral if it's bad for uh, the the fans and. So, yeah, you're allowed to root for bad football. I'm like, I yeah. don't really want either of these teams to look great. I, I want them both to look terrible and have like a nine to seven win, a nine to six win with a missed extra point. Yeah, I'm, uh, I guess, Scott, let's get into this real quick. I know we got to, we got some people in the chats pile in. So we'll let them uh, kind of breathe a bit. But in your opinion, what should be the rooting interest for the Broncos? Uh, should it be for the tie or is there one way that leans better than the other? Because, Seems like the national media right now, they if they could give the AFC West to the Chiefs and the Chargers and like throw the Broncos and the Raiders in the trash, they would. Um, but what would be the best uh, rooting interest in your opinion for this game? Um, I mean, as far as like who went, you got to take care of your own business, you know. Yeah. Um, as far as like what your heart should tell you, I would probably root for the Chargers. You know, it's like somebody's got to knock these guys off. You know, you know, someone. If it's not going to be us, I want it to be them. You know, I know it ain't going to be the Raiders, but I feel like in the tier of who do I dislike most in Broncos country, it's, it might be an age thing, too. Yeah. Folks my age would probably say the Raiders. It's Raiders. Yeah, um, for me, it's Raiders. You know, yeah, younger, it might be it might be Chiefs. The Chargers are just kind of there. You know, yeah. I mean, you don't 
necessarily hate the Chargers, so to speak. They haven't really done anything to make them hateable, you know, except being your division. (laughs) But I mean, being your division and just that type of stuff. But on a bigger scale, you know, the Chargers aren't a team, I hate to say it, but worthy of hate. They're not, you don't care. They're the Chargers. Yeah. Um, They haven't done anything to earn, you know, the, the old phrase loved, hated, but never ignored. Well, through the course of history, the Chargers have been fairly ignorable. Yeah. So I think your heart might tell you as you're watching this, because I always say, I think I'm going to root for this team. So I always end up rooting for a team when I'm watching a game. Probably end up rooting for the Chargers because it's like, all right, it's someone else's turn. You know, it, it, it's, it's, I'm ready for, I'm ready for someone else to be there and, um, and not, so I probably wouldn't be rooting for the Chiefs much. Um, I mean, who roots for the Patriots? You know, it's, God. It's, Forget the fact that they're obnoxious Boston people. That's different. It's uh, I'm not around many of them, <clears throat> but you're rooting for someone else. Yeah. So I think I think your heart, as the game is going along, will probably say, "I want the Chargers to win this game." Yeah, I think that's Unless probably the way. To... Money on it to have fantasy football, which most people do, and that's how they're going to root. Yeah, that's that's a that's correct as well. I think that also um, just talking about who to root for tonight in the epic game, hopefully epic game. That'll be week two chargers at chiefs. Uh, the Broncos play the chargers week 18. And if the Broncos could be in a must win situation, there might be better for Denver. If the chargers have nothing on the game because they've already clinched their spot uh, in the playoffs. So uh, that's more likely to happen. I think if the chargers have won the uh, AFC West, I don't think anybody's going to catch the bills because the bills schedule is laughable uh, compared to a lot of these other teams, but uh, and and they're great. And lo- don't let me dismiss that. But uh, I think that's probably the way to go. We got Andrew Lampy coming in here, uh, saying top of the morning. Hope everyone has the best day possible. Andrew, I love the positive energy coming in here. Needed it after a disappointing Week One loss, uh, but uh, we appreciate you so much with the stars and coming in and supporting us. You know, also supporting us, Manscaped. Football is back, baby. We're back to see. Russell Wilson sling his big, beautiful balls all over the field. And your friends at Manscaped are here to help you sling your beautiful balls around all season long with Manscaped state of the art technology. We'll have your weapon looking more loaded than the entire AFC West football may be rough, but your ball care doesn't have to be with Manscaped. Join the 6 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to Manscaped for 20% off plus free shipping by using our code MHH. Meet the best valued bundle yet for the Manscaped Pocket Rockets, the Platinum Package at quarterback, the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, a Wiley Vet. Make sure that your unit is running smooth and scoring nonstop with proprietary advanced skin safe technology. The Lawnmower limits mistakes and protects the, the protects the ball. Plus, it's waterproof, so the weather conditions are no issue. And at running back, we have the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, built to bust through the right holes. A hairless nostril it will help keep your nose. Uh, reaching the end zone. Uh, and I always like to talk about, it's not the most, you know, advanced technological uh, piece of tech that Manscaped has, but uh, the crop mop, uh, they come in packages of 10 wipes. Great for anybody who's an outdoorsman. I know hunting season's around the corner. There's a lot of hunters in this Broncos fandom. Uh, so if you want to make sure that you're not smelling rank out there, uh, check out the crop mop. Uh, this has got to be a Super Bowl winning roster, but don't take our word for it. Go to manscaped.com and get 20% off and free shipping code with the code MHH. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com when you use code MHH. Manscaped for turning. And this is, you know, like I've said before, I know these are, you know, the, the, the ladies kind of roll their eyes when they hear these, but you know what? 
these are gift ideas also. You know, yeah. if, if my wife had got me something like this, I'd understand, okay, here's a hint here. So for Manscaped, for turning your player into an MVP. Yeah, absolutely. The, the nose hair trimmer is something I'm like looking in the mirror in the morning. I'm like, oh, I'm definitely 30 years old now. I could uh, probably start to yeah, look we, into something like that. Wait until you get those ears. It's like, wait, uh, I don't have any hair here, but why is it coming out of my collar? Now? Uh, anyway, oh, God. Time to move on. <laughs> <laughs> Jasmine coming in 499 super sticker. Thank you so much, Jasmine. Uh, I'm not sure what the sticker is on my end. Maybe Scott can tell me, but we really appreciate you. Hope you're doing well. And if I remember correct, Jasmine has a boyfriend or husband. That's a Cowboys fan or an opposing fan. She's going to kick him off the couch at one point, but it's always good to have Jasmine <laughs> join us here. Uh, we appreciate you coming in and supporting us. Bunch of other folks coming in. Let's say hello. We got diamond rattler same playoffs. I'm just hoping we can win a game. Uh, one at yeah, a time, we, right? We need to get Diamond off the ledge. Um, you know, a, a win will help. A win will help uh, solve the uh, put a solve on the wound that, that Diamond's still carrying right now. It's a quote. It's from something. I, I don't think it's uh, directly from him. It's uh, f- from a maybe a press conference or something. That's not so, Mora's playoffs, is it? That was, no, it's not. That's not yeah. not Mora. You have to let us know, Diamond. Jeremy in the house too. Good morning, Nick and Scott. Time to get back on the figurative horse, so to speak. Yeah, let's ride. Absolutely. Colin Woods in here too saying longest field goal ever made at Luminous 50 yards, 58 yards, but we tried one for 61. I think it was a longest one Brandon Marshall ever or Brandon McManus ever made was 61. This was never a smart decision. End of the conversation. I don't disagree with you. Um, uh, yeah, Colin last night, last night that was in the chat. Um, I think Dennis was coming in and, and saying, uh, you know, he, he's banged 70 yarders in warmups. He's done this. It's not as bad a decision as people are making out to be. I'm like, okay. You know, the problem is, is, you know, kind of like hitting a golf drive. You know, in baseball, hit it hard. You got 90 degrees, you know, all of that. But when you're hitting a, a drive and you're hitting it 250 to 300 yards, you've got a margin of error of a half a degree or it's 20 yards into the woods. Yeah. So the farther out you are, the more perfect you have to be. So you not only have to kill the ball 65 yards, you have to kill it perfectly. Yeah. So the degree, uh, you know, as he said, I just don't think it was as bad a decision as people are making out. That's fine. The degree of the bad decision that you might have thought it was is to your own subjectivity. Yeah. It doesn't change the fact it was a bad decision. Not one that I would have made. Uh, I'll never forget sitting there. I thought I'm being punked right now on the stands. Like the clock must be wrong. There must only be five seconds left and they well, can't I, do anything I, you else. You know, as they run it down, I figured it out. I'm like, Oh my God, they're kicking a field. They're like intention. College can be expensive, but saving now can help your students save later. Give your child's college savings a boost by registering for a chance at one of 25 $1,000 savings plan deposits for sixth through 12th graders. Sign up today at iowastudentloan.org slash register. Look for the Save Now, Save Later giveaway under the scholarships page. Log on and register today. That's iowastudentloan.org. Getting that just right temperature or getting an energy efficient appliance. It's not only about making smart changes today. It's about creating brighter tomorrows with simple steps to save energy. Plus, you'll help protect the environment for years to come. A better world for you, your family, and your community. Get started with rebates and discover what energy-efficient choices can help you power what's next at AlliantEnergy.com slash rebates. Originally kicking the field goal here. You know, there's 50 seconds. I'm like, okay, get up there. Uh, uh, we, we Speaking of, you know, horses and beating the yeah. dead ones, 
Yes. Yeah. It was it was a it was a bad decision. Yeah, exactly. Colin would all say more concerning, same old lack of pass rush for most of the game, same old inability to cover tight ends, and of course some old red zone incompetence. And before I get lack of awareness of the play clock uh causing delay of game penalties and ineffective plays. I'm gonna take a little bit of I'm gonna disagree a bit, Colin. I know that you a little bit of doom and gloom. I'm gonna pull you back up. I thought the pass rush was pretty darn good uh, overall, and there is data to suggest as such the Broncos, especially in the second half, they were racketing up the pressures uh, in spite of the Seahawks having a very limited number of plays in that half because the Broncos were driving over three in the red zone in the second half, but I digress. Uh, but I think that a lot of the lack of pass rush came from just how passive and conservative the coverage was. Geno Smith ended with the lowest yards per attempt of any quarterback in football this week. And one of the shortest uh, time from snap to throw in the NFL, he was getting rid of the ball. They were playing Uber conservative. It worked. Uh, it wouldn't have worked if the Broncos didn't have some uh, communication breakdowns in the back end and some touchdowns leaking out to the tight end position. But uh, I, I think the pass rush was actually pretty good. And I'm hoping that we get to see it with a lead this week against the Texans because man, Bradley Chubb looked good. Randy Gregory looked good. Baron Browning, I thought looked okay as well. I'm, I'm excited to see what those guys can do. You held him to 17 points, shut him out in the first half. And if Alex Singleton makes the play that he was set up to make on the first drive, it's zero zero and you're getting the ball back instead of seven. Oh, and all the momentum in the world is now going in favor of the, the Seahawks. And that was on a blitz. So, you know, again, I don't have a ton of issues with the uh, with the way the defense played on the whole. Um, again, as far not necessarily. Let me rephrase. That's a misplay. Um, execution. There was there. Yeah, it was the, it was the execution. I'm not. I don't have a lot of issues with how the defense was called. Yeah. Uh, overall, I thought they still played okay. Um, you know, a, a soft personal foul against Bradley Chubb, a missed sack that would have ended a drive instead turns into a touchdown. Um, a personal foul uh, on Kareem Jackson. You know, those are three big plays. Those are all in the first half uh, when they got all their points. You know, that mm -hmm. stuff got fixed in the second in the second half. So overall, you know, I, I would probably give you know Evero and the defense, you know, a C plus B at the at the worst. Yeah, I mean, they gave up what like twenty four yards in the second half. Now, granted, the Broncos were driving the ball. It just it comes down to finishing plays. I think the red zone offense is honestly my worst, uh, my biggest concern and takeaway coming out of this. But uh, well, besides the injuries, which we'll get into. Kevin Gray, good morning, Broncos country. Ready to listen to the hardest working MHI. Uh, Scott and Nick, let the best. Let's ride. Thank you so much, Kevin. We appreciate that. Albert Knopper is coming in saying good morning, fellows and Broncos country. Uh, we got Gary Leeds Palmer, the notorious GLP, coming in. Good morning to you, Gary. He says, good morning, Nick and Scott. I don't care if it's the Chargers. Beat the Chiefs, go Broncos, and let's ride. See, I can appreciate that, Gary. I'd, I'm hoping for some good football. I want to see uh, just a gun uh, gunslinger battle uh, for the fun of it. I know that then you know the NFL media will be salivating over the Chargers and the Chiefs, but then it's going to be just that much sweeter when the Broncos go in there and their defense mm -hmm. like, oh, shoot, Broncos got some pass rushers. Uh, Patrick Zatan looking good. Justin Simmons, first game back, you know, that kind of thing. So, uh I'm hoping for a good game. And then when the Broncos it's kinda, beat them, it's kind of nice though. Sweet. One of the things I do appreciate about football is the small market teams can still get big market pub based on mm -hmm. their star power players. You know, the mm -hmm. Packers, the chiefs, uh, you know, LA's not, I still think of LA as San Diego, honestly. So they're not really a small market anymore, but they're not, you know, they're not a huge brand team, um, but they're, they'll still get plenty of hype playing on a, on a Thursday night with a couple of stars on there. So that's, um, I, I do appreciate that. And like I said, for the neutral, I'm looking for some, I'm looking for some good football. I'll, I'll enjoy watching that game tonight. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Bama X. Good morning, Broncos country. Good to see you. Bama X. Sunny days with the uh, emojis and the support. Thank you so much, Sunny days. We appreciate you. Chris Jenkins. Morning, Broncos family. Nick and Scott. New week, new chances. Absolutely. Broncos lost the first battle. Uh, we got to gain a little ground this week on that front. Jeremy. Um, oh, we got Greg Smith coming in with the steak, the bacon, the eggs, the pancakes, and the coffee. God, uh, so good. I got into a new bag of the, uh, speaking of coffee, the lion coffee from Patrick uh, here today. Man. So good. Also, don't want to be, you'll probably be upset at me for this one because um, I'm sullying the coffee, but I do like creamer. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a dairy guy. And they put uh, they want on a steak, man. I know it's, I do it without it sometimes, especially in the back country, but a uh, little pumpkin creamer in there. Oh, it's fall y'all. <laughs> so good. I'm basic. Just call oh, me basic. Real quick, Nick, before we move on, um, yeah. EJ came in last night. He came in yes. last night, basically right after we signed off with a, with a big baller super. And it, and I wanted to address that today. I know he, he tends to watch these after the fact, even if we don't catch them in the in the mornings. Um, it basically said I was concerned the fact that some of the same guys that hadn't been making plays still weren't making plays. Um, and I, I I I thought at that my immediate reaction was no. I, I mean Jerry Judy has been kind of a, a player that you're not expecting to make plays, and he he did. He had a great game. Bradley Chubb two sacks. Um, you know, those are two of the main culprits, but one of my immediate takes after the, and one of my gut reactions was like some of the stereotypes that we think about with this team, Melvin Gordon fumbled. Yeah, he did. Jerry Judy dropped passes. Yeah, 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 he did. Um, which is a little bit of a concern. Um, we've talked about Melvin Gordon's fumble, you know, and, and, and Jeremy Sean has said over and over again, he says, I actually think it was a touchdown. Jeremy, I, I kind of agree with you. I feel like if that had been called a touchdown on the field, it probably would have stood. Um, he's reaching in. He still has control of it. The ball's moving. Of course the ball's moving, you moron. He's extending the the, the, the ball out. It's moving. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think that was close. Um, but, you know, some of that I get I get his where he's coming from on that. Um, you know, but I thought some of the guys that we have big concerns over, you know, big questions over that we've said, okay, this is their year, Jerry, Judy, and and Bradley Chubb, I thought had good games. And uh, I was pleased to see that. But EJ, I want to say thank you. Thank you for the support of, of, of all the shows we do. It's a, it's a huge help to us. So appreciate you. Yeah, thank you so much, EJ. Uh, big time coming in there late for us. Um, hopefully, uh, we'll see you around again. Uh, Jetty Splash coming to the five dollars saying good morning, everyone. Defense kept us in the game again. I mean, the defense kind of made it so the Broncos were never really on the in the driver's seat in the first half as well, giving up two uh, breakdowns and all the uh, missed tackles and the penalties as well. So first half, the offense wasn't very good. This uh, excuse me, the first half, the defense was bad. The offense kind of up and down the whole game. Honestly, defense was great in the second half. I wouldn't say they totally kept us in the game though. Uh, so. Hopefully it'll look better this week and they got some things to work on, but a little bit worried about uh, losing the brains and the heart of the defense as well in uh, Justin Simmons, but we'll get into that. Glenn Harris saying he wants the chargers to win too. Uh, we also got uh, Mark Schrader in the house. Mark, I think his surgery is tomorrow. Okay, man, all the good vibes in the world. Broncos country. Make sure you drop a uh, good vibes in the chat for Mark. Uh, who's having surgery tomorrow. We really love Mark, a big uh, supporter of the shows and a uh, great guy as well. So Mark, hopefully, uh, Everything I mean, I know everything's going to go well, and not not you know put any question in that. But uh, we'll be thinking about you today and tomorrow. Uh, Dom in here saying good morning, Nick and Scott in Broncos country, Denver Broncos for life. Strange clouds in the house, and good morning, Broncos country. Let's ride. Michaela Israel saying she ordered some MHH swag. That is amazing, Michaela. You got to let us know what you got. 
I know it's, I need to find Scott. I'm feeling really guilty. I don't know where my coffee mug is after the move. It's like, it's somewhere. I know you got it there. I need to find mine. Um, but, uh, I need to make sure it's back on, um, <clears throat> the MHH store, the huddle mm-hmm. swag store, because some of our show stuff was missing. I'm like, I can't yeah. even send folks. Thank you notes. Send yeah. EJ a, a mug. Want to send, uh, want to send, uh, Patrick, Patrick, a mug. All y'all need to get GLP a mug. Do all those kind of things. Yeah, absolutely. We got uh, Ashish coming in here saying, I've only known football for the past five or six years. Man, Ashish, hopefully uh, you know some Broncos highlights before that because that is the the dark times. Um, that's the rise of Sauron, if you will. I'm watching the ring of Rings of Power. Uh, I know very well that there has been only a few successful field goals from 60-plus yards to win the game. I'm still thinking how our head coach thought it was our plan to get halfway down the field and then get a win from there. doesn't have assistance and analytic guys help him during the game. I mean, the media pressed him on it. He said that was their plan. I don't know. That's like, we need to get to the next level of a uh, Bloom's taxonomy here of like, okay, why was that your plan? What is the actual concrete data and thought process that goes into that? Other than your kicker saying I can make it from there because guess what? That guy said, he will say he can make it from 70 yards. Wasn't there uh, a, wasn't there a, a quote out there that he was actually a little surprised that he was being put out there at the time? I, I, I someone said that and I kind of, I didn't know if that was true or not. So I thought there was more of a quote from Russell Wilson being surprised that uh, he was being pulled on that one, but uh, I digress on that. I'm not sure, but yeah, no, I'm yeah, either way. Yeah. It's fourth and five. I don't think anybody expected. Yeah. The field goal yeah. unit to go out there with a minute on the clock or so. It just, Oh, I already said we were going to stop talking about this, but this one's going to stick around a while. <laughs> until the Broncos win, unfortunately. Until the Broncos yeah, this win. One, this one's going to hang around a while. Yeah. Uh, keep it real, Denver. We got to uh, let that go now. See, there we go. The world knows we shouldn't have went for the kick and beat the Texans. Yeah, uh, We got to beat the Texans now. Absolutely. Uh, we also got uh, Nigel Watts coming in here. Saying, Since calming down after the loss, I actually looked at the overall game, and it was slow start. But if you take the fumbles out, we would have won 30-17. to 17, Completely different outlook. Now, if we had won and we would not have been in a position to kick the long range field goal. I mean, there's so many, it's a game of inches. If Eric Tomlinson's feet were, you know, half a size smaller, that's a touchdown. If uh, Cortland safety comes down with the ball over the shoulder in the end zone, you're not in the red zone anymore. Yeah. Um, Which may have ended, but you know, there were plays on both sides of the ball. There are ifs, but on the whole Seattle out or uh, Denver outplayed Seattle without a doubt, just look at the numbers, but the turnovers uh, and, and again, you know, you know, Luke was pretty harsh on on both running backs yesterday. One, uh, and if I'm going to physical physical mistakes for the most part at this level is a little different, but I want to try and overlook. You know, okay, you got rocked in the backfield just as you're getting the ball and you fumbled. That's a pretty significant chance comparative to you know a, a toss sweep of fumbling in that situation. You know, mm-hmm. you're it's it's you're getting hit way before you're expected to it's just it's different and and that goes to the offensive line not being set and ready and everybody doing this before the ball and for those of you listening i'm looking over both shoulders wondering when the hell are you going to snap the ball are we going to snap the ball haven't you called timeout yet what's going oh my god we're live it it was just so discombobulated that no i'm not surprised it ended in disaster for javante williams you know getting that ball in getting set you know again the biggest concern for me, we've all come up with something different. The biggest one for me was continually snapping the ball as the clock was hitting zero. That yeah. was a problem. Game of inches. Um, and the Broncos let that one get away. It's unfortunate, but uh, again, that's one they should have won. I think they're going to probably take it out on the Texans. 
Mike Woodward coming in saying morning, everyone. Colin also, man, Colin's down in the dump saying, what have we been hearing for years? We're just a quarterback away. Broncos have a quarterback now. Now, what degree of greatness is he going to be? Uh, we'll see in Denver. But that was a game where the Broncos outplayed them. But it's in the NFL. This isn't college football with, I guess we'll use Alabama playing, you know, freaking. Getting that just right temperature or getting an energy efficient appliance. It's not only about making smart changes today. It's about creating brighter tomorrows with simple steps to save energy. Plus, you'll help protect the environment for years to come. A better world for you, your family, and your community. Get started with rebates and discover what energy-efficient choices can help you power what's next at AlliantEnergy.com rebates. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Florida Coastal or something. I, I don't know. Coast, Coastal Carolina is fine. I don't want to disparage any. Some of the fine teams here, but that's not Alabama. I usually say like West Texas Alamany State. Yeah, something like that. School <laughs> for the blind. Um, but uh, yeah, no, that's it's not one where you can make that many self-inflicted errors and win the football game, especially when the conditions and all the extra factors outside of the football game itself were stacked up against Denver. I mean, it's just it's a rough situation and you made way too many mistakes and the Seahawks made bus, even though you're more talented, you come away with the loss. And in the NFL, the margins for errors are that tough. Uh, that sometimes doesn't work out that way. So uh, we had Mark coming in there. Uh, good to see you, Mark. We appreciate you. Also, we got Brad D in the house saying morning Broncos fans. Good to see you. And we got Brett saying fourth and five. You do not give it to Russell Wilson. Yeah, I don't get that either. I don't know. Who knows? Aaron Dickinson saying penalties were not Denver Bronco football. We look like the Raiders out there. Yeah, it was uh penalties were poor. Um, gotta be better in that. And, Hopefully that is something they clean up and harp on. And that's a, that's a discipline thing. All right, Nick, let me grab one real quick from Glenn. Glenn came in a little bit earlier, said, Scott, if you were betting on the game, who do you take and what's the spread? My first idea was three was chiefs and three. And I wasn't sure where the game was. So now that I see them in Kansas city, um, you know, I knew they were playing, but I don't pay that close attention to the rest of the NFL. I'm not sure where this game is. Uh, Apologies. But my, my initial reaction was Chiefs and three. So they are four um, on one of the lines I saw. <clears throat> I wouldn't touch it. Um, yeah. that, one, that one's too close for me. Um, what I might touch, though, is watching this Chargers-Chiefs AFC West battle on Thursday night, on Monday night doubleheader, and then Tennessee and Buffalo at, Minnesota, at Philly. Be prepared for your winning season at my bookie. Some like to bet and earn, some bet to make the season more exciting. Either way, my bookie gives you the most for your money with a double deposit bonus. It's quick and easy. $250 puts $500 in your account instantly, and you can use your funds to bet on as many games, contests, and props as you want. To claim your bonus, register today and use promo code 
Wilson 22 designed to add more excitement to the games and sports you love. That's promo code Wilson 22 to double get it two two double your money up to a thousand bucks with my bookie. It's only week two of the NFL season, which means there is still plenty of time to get in on the action. Don't miss out. Begin your winning season today exclusively at my bookie. Yeah, my bookie. Make sure you guys are checking it out. Makes the games much more interesting. And uh, I, I really like the prop bets. Uh, so uh, we'll have to talk about that maybe a little bit at some point. But we got Miguel coming in here saying, good morning, fellas. Good morning to you, Miguel. Good to see you. And uh, I don't recognize this name, but Aaron Dickerson coming in saying, the inside linebacker position is where we need leadership. Is Josie Jewell going to be back in this game? I don't know. I think he's still, uh, you know, questionable. Um, we were a little surprised that he didn't play last week, so hopefully he'll be back. But, yeah, when you start talking about the the spine of your defense, mm -hmm. Justin Simmons in the middle, Josie Jewell in the middle, it starts getting a little bit more concerning, uh, a little bit more concerning for sure. And, and Gary Leeds comes in with some stars again. He says, are we going to start second-guessing after game one? Let's not get carried away. Um, depends on what you're second-guessing. Second-guessing the hire, no. No, second guessing a play call or a decision. Yeah, that, that happens all the time. I mean, these guys are second guessing themselves. There's very little that they do with absolute 100% certainty. They're second guessing themselves all the time. I can't believe coaches can sleep a wink, period. Um, so yeah, we're going to second guess and some things will give the benefit of the doubt and some things will flat out say, you know, this was this was a, a wrong decision. 64-yard field goal over a fourth and five. Even if it had worked, I would have said you got you got lucky. You you got bailed out on a bad decision. Good on you. Because sometimes you make the right decision, blitz with Alex Singleton on third and long, and you get burned anyway. That was a right decision with bad results. The wrong decision with right results doesn't necessarily mean it was the right decision. Yeah. No, absolutely. <sighs> it's a bummer, but what can you do? Uh, games in the past and the Broncos uh Gave it away, uh, more or less. But uh, gonna have to take it out on the Texans here. Uh, we got Travis. I mean, Travis Weber coming in. Travis, friend of the show, uh, saying I've seen posts. Quite a few fans have already uh, second guessed the Hackett hire. Shows not playing the starters in the preseason show. They got to remember Peyton struggled at first as well. I mean, the Rams lost Week One last year. The Packers lost Week One last year. The uh, the Bengals lost Week One last year. Uh, fun funky things happen in the NFL, and uh, that's why you play the game. You don't just put up the two rosters together and be like, oh, this team's rated a 92 and this one's an 88. This one wins. Things are going to happen. Real quick on this one, all prop backs, Nick, pick your favorite for the Broncos game. I'm going to pick one that I saw the other day for, again, when you're making money, who cares who's playing? Um, that Cordero Patterson leads both teams in rushing this weekend, Atlanta Falcons versus LA Rams. I'm like, that could be a decent one. That could be a decent one because they don't have the best running game in the world and Cordero could end up leading that lead, should be leading the Falcons. So that could be an interesting one right there. I'm going to go with Broncos sacks. Whatever the line is, I think the Broncos are going to be above it. I think they're going to get a win. I don't really think the, the Texans run game is that great. I mean, they're playing Rex Burkhead, getting a majority of the snaps. So I think there's going to be a good amount of third and longs with the Broncos having the lead. I think the Broncos are going to rack up uh, pressures and sacks in this game. Also, Davis Mills, pocket-bound quarterback. I think he took four sacks against the uh, the Colts, who were playing from behind a lot of the game. Uh, so uh, I think the Broncos' sacks is going to be over. Um, Colin Wood comes in as a staunch advocate of analytics. There's like a 49% chance of success of making that fourth and five as opposed to maybe 15% for that kick. Uh, Nick, I'm going to take this one from Nick. Um 
and then he can add on. I think it's like a 6% chance. And frankly, he's a nine-year veteran in the league, and he's never made a kick that long. So six might be pushing it. Um, but the 49% chance, let's say you convert, uh, you get eight yards, and it goes from 64 to 56-yarder. What is your chances of making the 56-yarder as opposed to the 64? Does that go up to 25%? Because then you have to multiply the 0.49 times the 0.25 in order to get your chances of winning that game. So basically one-fourth of it, which would only be 12.5%, which is still better than the 6% you had of making that freaking kick. It was a bad decision. It was a bad decision. I mean, Nathaniel Hackett said that they probably would have done something differently uh, in hindsight, looking at it. And also uh, the he thing also about- kind of made a joke about it, Nick, saying, of course, yeah. we missed it. So, of course, we should have done something else. You know, he he was yeah. making a little a little levity of it, but he's like, we had a plan and we stuck to it. I'm like, OK, well, sometimes the plan needs adjusting. And, and honestly, I think he was surprised. You know, he was he was calling a play. We'll be third and eight, third and nine. We'll call it fourth and eight, fourth and nine. We'll call another one. Oh, crap. Now I have a decision to make. Javante just picked up another four yards. Now I have a decision to make. And this is what we we're going to do. By God, we're going to keep doing. I think he was he mentioned it, too. He was reeling after the Broncos got negative four yards on that uh, screen pass to Javante Williams. And I don't know if you saw this. Cody Barton had an interview where he said that uh, we picked it up on tape. Uh, Javante Williams uh, pumps his feet uh, before he receives a screen pass. Doesn't do that when he's in blocking or going to get a handoff. So pick that up. And I was knifing in the backfield and made the play. And shout out to Cody Barton, man. He had a hell of a game. Um, really yeah. enjoyed him coming out of Utah. Free agent at the end of the year. Um, somebody to keep an eye on. I know the Seahawks got some money, though. Maybe he'll stay there. But I really was impressed with Cody Barton's game. Uh, hell of a player. Really intelligent uh, player as well. So uh, definitely impressed with him, but the negative four yards, then the Broncos, I think were a little bit panicking there on that one. And that's another reason. Didn't trust the offensive line. Offensive line didn't get it done. Said Tackett um, is what it is. Dave Glassman coming in with the support. Thank you so much, Dave. We appreciate you, man. You guys have been great today coming in here, uh, giving us the uh, the support on this. We appreciate it. Uh, we also got Albert Knoppers coming in saying they should have switched back to Russell Wilson after the missed field goal during the timeout of the Hawks. Hawks would have helped us if we switched would have been definitely a head game. Maybe the Hawks call a timeout there then in that situation. They would have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think they would have. Yeah. Um, I think they definitely would have called a timeout. You would have yeah. plenty of time. It would have gotten loud. But listen, you know. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Silent count. You're everybody be set. You, you basically you mirror your guy because um, the rules have changed. It used to be that those guys could do whatever they wanted to in front of you, and you had to act like some of the the, the palace guards where you weren't allowed to move. You had mm-hmm. to sit there stony faced while unless they touched you, they could do whatever they wanted to. But you mirror your guy. You go silent. As soon as he moves, you move. You, you, there's no snap count. It's a passing play all the way anyway. You know, run, run. Uh, you know, four wide receiver set. Go out there and and get it done. Uh, damn, I've already said twice we weren't going to keep beating this dead horse. <laughs> I apologize. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we also got another super coming in here, Jasmine, nineteen ninety nine, flashing that orange, uh, saying I was embarrassed about how we played Monday. However, I think we learned a lot, and I feel like our offense looked better than it has in years. A lot didn't go our way, which makes me feel hopeful if things do go our way. Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree with you 100%. The offense moved the ball. The Broncos only had one punt in the entire game, if I'm correct, which is insane. I um, also think they had zero three and outs. So uh, the Broncos really just got to work on finishing drives. Uh, you, the NFL, especially when you're playing that conservative defense on the other end, not getting many turnovers, the ball bouncing to the other team consistently on those uh, fumbles, unfortunately. Um, you, you have to come away with seven, not, not zero. Cause the Broncos came away with zero in two of the red zone trips going over four in the red zone is unacceptable. So they got to work on that in the execution phase. And I'm guessing the Broncos are running a lot of red zone drills uh, this week, trying to tune some things up. And it's, I mean, the red zone is a hardest area to call plays. The area of the field is so small. You have a quarterback who was not running it there. Um, maybe they're protecting them. Didn't look as fast to me as they used to also. So Broncos need to tune it up and you need to be efficient if you get the ball all the way down there, you need to come away with seven. You definitely cannot turn the ball over uh, two times like they did. Yeah, you move the ball up and down the field at will for yeah. the most part. That's encouraging. You stop them when you needed to stop them. That's encouraging. Okay, take those two and let's move forward. Let's let's clean up everything else. Uh, going back to my last comments, keep it real, says the silent count killed us. No, the silent count was zero on the clock killed you. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, when everybody's looking around, when's the ball coming in? I'm clapping. my. I'm trying to go. And there's no time on the clock. That's what killed you. That's why I was very clear coming out of a timeout. Get set. Be ready. Yep. You got 20 seconds on the clock. Mirror your off your defensive lineman and then go. Not wait until there's one second on the clock and you're damn near in a delay a game penalty penalty. And those guys are pinning their ears back. Very, very yep. different. And Bruce Deuce, Bruce Deuce is right. I said Pete Carroll might have called another timeout. I can't call back to back timeouts um in succession without another play going on there. Yeah, I so, said that's right. So you go again. Right. Yep. 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 So uh, you can't call the jokes. I've seen guys call three unless they've changed that. They may have changed that rule because guys were calling three consecutive timeouts for a kicker. Yeah, I think I think you can only do one. At least that's what they did on Madden. <laughs> Mike coming in <laughs> saying, uh, "Got to run." Good seeing everyone. Great show. Always, always Nick and Scott and being great Broncos. Thank you so much for coming in and supporting us here. But we got to talk about our main uh, topic here, Scott. Uh, the Broncos um, have two pretty big injuries here. Uh, Justin Simmons going on the short term IR with a thigh injury um i'm a little bit concerned about this thigh injury scott i've heard that originally um you know week to week kind of thing 
Then it's a four week IR. Then I've heard maybe six weeks. They're being a little bit coy with the injury as well. There's no specifics on it. Is it a quad injury? Is it like compartment syndrome? I, I, I'm concerned. I'm I'm really worried. This is one that's going to drag out. If it's a if it's a knock, if it's a Charlie horse of sorts, you don't put them on a four week IR. So it's a pull. <clears throat> you know, at 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 best right now. You know what she said. You've got me scared now. Jesus, Nick. Um, you're uh you're talking uh, a pull, you know, it's not quads aren't quite as voodoo like as the hamstrings. You know, you can usually, once those heal, they're, they're typically healed. You don't, if you let it heal, you don't aggravate the quad nearly as much as you re aggravate a hamstring. Yeah. Um, but if it's, if it's done in four weeks, he should be good to go. I hope again, I'm not a doctor, but I've got a lot of experience following this stuff and in sports injuries. And I feel better about a quad than a hamstring, especially one that he was able to play through for the rest of the game. You know, oh, a man, four week hamstring, the dude's coming out right away. So, but, but again, like you said, then why is he out for four weeks? And why did it take until Wednesday uh, for this news to come out? Like what did something get progressively worse? Is there something deteriorating, deteriorating in there? Um, I don't know if you Broncos country remember, but uh, Raheem Moore, I know that's a game that's cur- a name that's cursed in Broncos country, but he had an injury to his, I think it was his calf, um, but it was compartment syndrome. He had a bleed in there and it's like an isolated system. And with the bleed, it was getting a lot of pressure in there and uh, you have to get surgery on it or you have to, you risk amputation and losing a lot of muscle there um, because there's so much pressure inside. And Dr. Kendall in here scaring the life out of all of us. I, it's just weird. It's a weird timing uh, thing here mm-hmm. with this injury. And like Kareem Jackson yesterday on the podium being like, I'm just finding out about this now. Really yeah. hush, hush. It, it's, it's weird. The timeline is weird. He's going to miss some time. I don't know. I, and also you have Quinn Miners who has the hamstring injury. He's still not on the short-term IR. Justin Simmons immediately on the short-term IR. So I don't know what's going on there. I wish we could get more specifics. I mean, I know that it's probably better for the Broncos to not get those specifics out, but uh, I'm actually pretty concerned. Uh, you got me concerned now as too, because you know a lot more about this than I do. Um, as far as the, the different types of injuries, you're just hoping it's a, it's a, a, a pull that is progressively, you know, locked up on them or something like that. And it's going to need some time to heal and it'll be back in, in four weeks now. Um, yeah. that's best case scenario. So we will yeah. see. Uh, I, I don't think you're going to hear as, as, as like you said, as hush hush as it was, we'll have to wait and see if there's some leaks, but I don't think we're going to hear much about it until he's eligible to come off then. Yeah. Other than, yeah, he's progressing well. We like what we're doing. We'll reevaluate and see how it goes. I can just copy and paste that quote because that's what you're going to hear three or four times until he's eligible to come off the uh, the short-term IR. Yeah. Maybe I have to do a little bit of recon there to reach out to some people to see what's going on. But I'm <laughs> I'm a little bit concerned about it. Michael Ronquillo coming in saying, good morning, Nick and Scott on Broncos for breakfast. Broncos country, let's ride. Uh, we appreciate you. And uh, yeah, Chris saying, happened to my little brother playing football two years ago. Lucky to still have his leg. Um, that compartment syndrome is no joke. Uh, it's pretty, pretty well. Cause each like area, it's the, each leg, each part of your leg is a compartment, right? It's its own individual system. And if there's a bunch of pressure in there, you can't oxygenate the, um, uh, the muscles cause it's constricted with how much pressure is inside and that can cause deterioration, apoptosis, et cetera, et cetera. So, uh, concerning for that one, Jeremy coming in saying, hoping it's a three week injury and they needed the roster spot. Yeah, that's definitely possible. But again, Justin Simmons immediately on the IR Quinn Miners with the hamstring injury, which typically is more of an issue, not yet on the short-term IR. So uh, we'll see how it plays out. Hamstring hamstring voodoo is kind of what I call it. Those are just, those are just strange. And um, 
yeah, you got me a little bit more worried about it too. And, uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully it's something it's completely precautionary. It probably hurts like hell and started hurting worse and we'll see. But like you said, that he goes out there immediately is a little bit concerning for sure. Yeah. And you're really hoping that it's only a four week injury, uh, because the issue is the Broncos play the, the chargers, I think at Los Angeles in uh, week five. So you're really going to want him, uh, in that game against Justin Herbert and the chargers and the weapons that they have. So concerning also Josie Jewell still out. I'm, I'm concerned a little bit with the backbone of this defense with the spine of this defense up the middle of the field against OJ Howard, who had two touchdowns last week with Josie Jewell. And now Justin Simmons out cream Jackson, did not look very good. Alex Singleton in space, not very good. Jonas Griffith giving up a few plays. So uh, we'll see. I'm just, <clears throat> little, there's a little bit of concern there uh, with some of that area of the field. Hopefully the Broncos offense is potent enough in that regard where you can play from with a lead. And then, you you know, that way you can pin your ears back and you're in a better situation. But uh, playing from behind, playing close games, a little bit, a little bit concerned. Yep. Yeah. And, and Jeremy says it wasn't immediate. It was on Wednesday. Um, Yes, but it was it was done the hush hush factor of it and not waiting until later in the week. So, you know, minors could still could still end up on something like this, I guess, is what we're saying. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I get that. Um, so I guess we should move on more to, you know, what do the Broncos do without him? How ready is Caden Stearns going to be now? Kareem Jackson was asked and he's like, you know, the communication really shouldn't change that much. Caden Stearns has played a lot of high level football. I have all the confidence in the world of him. I don't expect him to say much of anything else that is good player speak, you know, back in your players. And, you know, these guys, you know, Kareem's been around a long time. He knows exactly what to say. But to think that there's not a drop-off from Justin Simmons to Caden Stearns is naive. It's naive. Yeah. No, it is. It is naive. Um, Obviously, Simmons didn't have the best game against the Seahawks. And I think he was injured maybe in the third quarter, I read. Um, But, uh will be a drop off. The thing that I'm looking for here and this one is how ready is Caden Stearns and given Kareem Jackson's age and let's just be honest, you know, the speed and that level can Caden Stearns do enough where maybe when Simmons comes back in an ideal world, uh, we have some, you know, maybe some questions about like, okay, well, we love Kareem Jackson. He's a headhunter, but uh, do we maybe even want to consider Stearns uh, being the starter opposite Simmons uh, at Simmons after this? And it's not as, you know, people are like, well, Kareem Jackson is the strong safety and Simmons is the free safety or blah, blah, blah. Broncos are playing a too high world. Your safeties are pretty much, it's like the, it's like arguing uh, your left side cornerback versus your right side cornerback. They kind of need to be able to do a little bit of both uh, here in today's NFL. Yeah, it's I not mean, as you're kind, you're kind of hoping that Stearns was going to be taking over for Kareem. <laughs> you know, like you're saying, saying. It's like, I, I don't yeah. mind seeing more. I mean, you know, go me into this season. You know, we've discussed yeah. that before. Um, Real quick, I want to say hey to Mark again. Now he's out. He says, take care, everyone. Hope to be back in chat soon. You'll be back in chat soon. We can't wait to hear from you again, Mark. We'll be thinking about you all weekend and look forward to uh, seeing you again shortly. Yeah. Um, and, and Jeremy says, didn't the IR announcement coincide with the signing of Anthony Harris? Wasn't Anthony Harris signed to the practice squad? So, you know, those were somewhat unrelated. I mean, yeah, one I didn't mean, have to mean the other because you're you're opening a spot on the 53 filling a spot that didn't open a spot on the practice squad. So there was an open spot here and now there's an open spot here. So how quickly do you fill that spot on the 53 and who is it filled by? You know, do you get another receiver in there? KJ Hamler didn't was, was limited yesterday. Do you bring in another receiver? Do you need another receiver? You're not throwing them to him anyway. (laughs) Yeah. God, the 
Broncos lack of receiver depth is a little bit concerning. It's something we kind of talked about in the draft when uh, you and I were both talking a lot of, uh, especially me, Sky Moore, um, and also uh, <clears throat> Christian Watson, uh, Romeo Dubs, all those kind of guys. Um, but Jeremy's right. No, they did open up a spot on the practice squad because Bassey uh, was called up to the active mm-hmm. roster. Um, so it did create a spot there. But uh, we'll see. Um, we'll see how it plays right. out. Yep. So uh, special teams news- high, which is another concern. Yeah. The special teams coverage and return game wasn't exactly what you – it wasn't uh, a comedy of errors. It just wasn't very effective. Um, yeah. you know, you, you probably lost 50, 60 yards in, 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 uh, return yards net. It seemed like they were starting on the 30 and you were starting on the 15 after kickoffs. Um, and that's, that's not what you're looking for. Um, no. you know, going into just checking out the chat real quick and apologies to people listening on the podcast, but we'd love for you to come join us live also, um, coming in and saying, you know, Russell Wilson's lost his quickness. You know, he's averaged now. Okay. Whatever. I- I'm watching you. Uh, Geno Smith's your daddy, 0-2 incoming. You know, that's trash talking. Bye-bye. We don't, I'm not interested in that. It's boring. Yeah. Go do something else on your time off. There's entertainment one click away. So that, that that's the difference. I enjoy, obviously, I enjoy fans and the interaction from other teams and different perspectives because they're going to know more about their team than I'm going to. And if they're halfway intelligent, I know that's just, that's a leap. Uh, I can learn something from them. But uh, trash talk bores me, so go somewhere else. Yeah, no, we're not in middle school anymore. Uh, we got some money to throw around and, and some uh, more important time to waste in. If you guys are looking for some place to waste some time and throw some money around, check out pristineauction.com. Pristineauction.com is back again with Mile High Huddle. Pristineauction.com is the most trusted sports memorabilia auction site with an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. We are teaming up with Pristine Auction once again on another great giveaway, and this time viewers can win a Peyton Manning signed frame photo. Check out our Twitter page for pics of this great piece of memorabilia. To win, all you have to do is head to pristineauction.com and click the register on the top of the page, or just follow the link in the podcast description. When you register, use our code Elway to be entered, and as a bonus, Pristine Auction will kick an additional $10 off your first winning auction bid. I'm a big fan of that Javante Williams full size. I saw a white one in here. They called it that one. That one, you know, I've said I don't particularly like the 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 horse swoosh logo compared to the old Denver D. Of course, put the old Denver D on that. I I kind of like that helmet. The the yeah. big contrast with the white and then the big logo in orange. I think that helmet looks pretty sharp. Yeah. Um, what do you guys think in the chat? I know this sparks a lot of different conversations, but I I think this uh, lunar eclipse alternate speed helmet on pristineauction.com. I think that's pretty BA right there. If they went with an all white uniform uh, with only orange on the uniform too, that'd look pretty cool. Um, but uh, yeah, you, make might, sure you, guys... you might look a little too much like Oklahoma state's roads. Yeah, that's for one game. That's okay. Also guys, every item on pristineauction.com comes with a certificate of authenticity from the industry's most reputable authenticators. Upgrade your collection of signed memorability today and get $10 off your first item. One, when you use the code Elway, when you sign up, Again, pristineauction.com slash register or use the link in the show description. Just use our code Elway and get $10 off your first item one by entering uh, to win a Peyton Manning signed frame photo. Drawing will be held Monday, September 19th. So make sure you get in that and check out pristineauction.com with our code Elway. All right. Well, we are about 50 in or so. Um, You know, again, we've talked Caden Stearns. We've talked some of the injuries. Does that become a bigger talking point now than Nathaniel Hackett? I, I think so. You know, um, I, I mentioned the other day that 
you know, running right tackle when you're on your fourth right tackle in the first game of the season. If you count Billy Turner, Tom Compton, um, Anderson, and then Fleming, you're on your backup right guard and I'm going right tackle at goal line. Why? You know, that that's a that's a concern for me. Run the thing. I know Dalton Reisner didn't have the best game either, but I'm going to go behind my $20 million left tackle um, and, and, and throw Beck in there. Beck played really, really well. So, you know, lead. Let's go power. But it's hard to do that when you're in a shotgun and a guy standing next to you and you're starting from a complete standstill when you get the ball. Um, fixable, fixable things there for sure. Uh, 10 point home favorite to the Texans. What about this Texas team concerns you, Nick Texans team? Sorry. Texans team concerns you. You know, if I'm looking at this, I'm like, all right, if they're able to do this, we've, we've got a problem. I guess what concerns me is that they have a lot of high investments on their offensive line. And if they are able to win at the point of attack and, you know, get to the second level uh, at all, um, then you have some concerns. Alex Singleton showed that he has some issues wrapping up uh, pretty consistently. Jonas Griffith, sometimes not the best in being in the right spot. And then getting to that third level, the safety is coming down. Caden Stearns is a big hitter, but sometimes not the most technical hitter. Uh, so if they get to that second level, that does concern me. You got Laramie Tunsil there at left tackle, um, still one, one of the premium left tackles in football. Titus Howard, it took him a few years at right tackle there, but uh, he was starting to get it together. And also the Texans used a first-round pick on uh, Kayon Green uh, coming out of Texas A&M this last year. So they got three first-round investments on that offensive line. Um, Want to watch out for that. I know the Broncos' edges should be able to pin their ears back, but also could be a game where you need Draymond Jones uh, to step up as well. I think uh, A.J. Can and uh, Britt uh, for the Texans showed up on the injury report uh, on Wednesday, so they could be dealing with a few stuff inside. So... Uh, need the Broncos defensive line to win as thoroughly as they did last week. In my opinion, I know some people, Broncos aren't getting pressure last week. You're playing super conservative coverage and the Geno's getting it, getting rid of it as soon as he hits his three-step drop back. Nobody's getting there. <laughs> All right. And, and we said, you know, where, where is this Seahawks team scary on, on offense? Lockett and, and Metcalf. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, we saw that Metcalf's a freaking monster and Lockett's really good. I don't see that on the perimeter of this, this offense for, you know, I, I look at these guys and it, I look at their depth chart at Houston and it's kind of like, Oh, that's where that guy ended up. Um, yeah. you know, well, what happened to him? I'm like Rex Burkhead. I mean, hell I scouted him 15 years ago coming out of running back. I think he was out of Missouri. Uh, somewhere, oh, somewhere in there, you know, Nico Collins. I like Nico at the senior bowl, but not exactly. Uh, he's Metcalf light, light, light. You know, he doesn't yeah. have the, the, he's a bigger guy, but he doesn't have near the strength, skill and explosiveness of there. So if we're worried on defense, I think he did a pretty good job of stopping the run when he needed to, which was a concern coming in. Um, you adjusted and were able to limit the, the big play wide receivers in the second half that if there's a game I might not need knock on wood, um, Stern or, uh, Simmons as much. I think I can man up on these guys and and bring a little bit more heat. You mentioned you like the over on sacks. I think you can play more aggressively on defense. Yeah. Yeah, I think you can as well. And I see Colin saying the Broncos got owned by uh, the – gosh, let me pull up the stats here. So the Broncos had 17 uh, pressures, and that is on 28 attempts. So Geno Smith, even though he was getting the ball out faster than anybody, was pressured on over half his dropbacks 
in the game and that's well over average. So I just, the stats do not agree with you um, on that one there, uh, Colin. I think the pressure was getting home. This Gino was getting rid of the ball. <laughs> what can you do if you're playing uh, off coverage by eight yards? So um, I think the Broncos should be this one, but the Texans tackles are much better uh, than the Seahawks rookie tackle. So that's something to watch. Hopefully the Broncos are able to pin their ears back because they get a lead and the offense is humming. Um, the other big thing I'm watching for here is just I mean, clean it up clean it up and that's on both sides of the ball it's an easy one but you know from the communication on the back end it's going to be harder with jewel and uh josie josie probably out uh simmons definitely out luckily it's a home game so it's going to be easier uh to communicate for the offense but the defense concerned about that getting the play in and on time you know if you are every single time getting up to the line of scrimmage and waiting until 0.05 seconds to snap the ball guess what happens the opposing defense fires off in their gap there's no guessing on that you're not drawing them off sides because they know that the ball's coming or it's a penalty so they fire off at that time you can't have that and also cleaning up the red zone um you just over for four that's it's putrid it's uh unacceptable well and then it's not only that on the road doing that especially yeah. you know the the 12th the 12th man out there in seattle it's a fever pitch it builds and builds and builds the longer that clay play clock goes and when they see when fancy that thing hit seven they amp it up you know, yeah. so it gets harder and harder. So yeah, uh, you know, let's run some fast paced stuff. Let's let's take advantage of uh, of what you think you've got depth at wide receiver, and let's 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 speed it up a little bit. We heard about you know going fast and all of the the good communication between the receivers and Russ. They've been working together since friggin' March or April, whenever that trade was made. It's been a while. Um, let's unleash it. Let them cook, like we said. But you, we talk about cleaning it up, right? Now, I don't have the first half numbers, but for some reason, I feel like the penalties on, uh, and I've got the wrong, I have the box score pulled up. Let me put, pull up team stats. Um, I feel like it was eight penalties for like 95 yards in the first half. Uh, the Broncos finished with 12 for 106. So they did clean it up. They dominated the second half of that game, which is what we kind of predicted. The better team typically tells in the second half as you start getting into depth you start getting into adjustments all of that stuff happened until the voodoo happens and you're dumping the ball on the ground of you know at the one yard line and, and not finishing off your drives fix that we're not having these conversations and those aren't hard fixes it's it shouldn't be a hard fix to not fumble the ball on the one that that was like I said, the last time that happened was mid eighties and it was a scab team. It was a replacement strike team. And I think it was the Cleveland Browns. I mean, the Browns are as cursed a franchise as there are in this league period. As you well know, Denver Broncos fans, <laughs> it was the Browns. It was the scab players. And you replicated that. You know, if, if, if you're counting on getting two fumbles on the goal line to beat the Broncos every week, you're not going to beat the Broncos every week. So yes, clean it up. It will happen. Yeah, you uh, you'd hope so. Um, but uh, unfortunately for that one, the Broncos uh don't quite get it done, and uh, zero one and got to clean it up. Um, just a lot of undisciplined stuff out there. Uh, they, I'm guessing against the Texans, they should clean it up, and they have a lot to work on. So uh, definitely want to see that. Uh, we got Aiky coming in saying three points is pure domination. Is that how much the Broncos gave up in the second half? That is pure domination. I think they gave up zero points. 
in the I don't think I gave up any points, and then I'd love to see a split, but I feel like the the yardage and going up and down as far as dominating the game without getting the payoff was probably two hundred and something to thirty. Um, you know, plays was probably five or six to one. Um, yeah. You know, it was it was a dominating on the field performance without the payoff, which is like we said, the stuff you have to clean off. It doesn't matter if you don't finish. It doesn't matter how much you dominate the time of possession and stuff the yardage between the 20s if you don't finish. But they certainly didn't get pushed around in the second half. And if we're talking about cleaning things up from a penalty standpoint, they did. They did clean things up in the second half. Yeah. Yes, they did. So uh, hopefully they'll be better here. And Scott, the final thing, um, what to watch for with Russell Wilson in this game. Uh, first, I guess, got to lead off. What would you give a grade on Russell Wilson in that first game? Uh, was he everything? I see a lot of people, you know, 340 yards, uh, you know, the savior has come it's, everything's, you know, perfect for him going forward. I got to say coming out of it, I thought he left some plays on the field. I thought he escaped clean pockets a few times as well. I know there's been some criticism on the offensive line. I thought the offensive line overall and pass protection specifically had a pretty damn good game. Uh, run, run blocking could have used some work, especially after Quinn Miners went out. Uh, they really were less effective after Miners went out. Uh, but pass protection was good, but Russell Wilson, I'd give him, I know he had good stats in this one, but I'd probably give him like a C plus B minus uh, in this game. It wasn't amazing. I'm with Jeremy on this. I'd go B B to a B minus the um, he missed a couple things. He forced a couple, you know, he probably should have had an interception. He had a play where up left side to Cortland Sutton. I mentioned this earlier about the other team making a play. You know, sometimes we forget about the opportunities the other team has when we think of our own missed opportunities. It's a bias in our minds. Well, if we had done this, this, and this, we would have won the game. Yeah. Well, they had three of those too. Um, and one of those was, you know, oh, Jerry Judy drop. Well, it didn't matter because they picked up the first down on the next play by, I think that was the, the note card play that they, they got the first down on. But I thought he, uh, I thought he, he almost played a little too conservatively to start. You know, mm -hmm. it was like, listen, I, I know this is going to be an emotional moment. He, he probably got the, the, the talk, over and over again, don't try and do too much. Play with it in yourself. Let them take what is given to you. And they did for the most part, but I thought he missed some opportunities. And the, again, the clock management for me was the big one. If that was a premeditated plan to run it down to one every time, it's a bad plan. That, that was, if it's, okay, I'm trying to change plays or I'm trying to audible and stuff. You got to do that stuff faster. Or you got to just go with the play that came in. So yeah. I would probably knock him the most for the clock management uh, of, of this team, which hopefully should improve considering this was your first start. This is your first live bullet action uh, with this team and this offensive coordinator and everything. It was all brand yeah. new. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's a, uh... It's definitely, it was a good game. It was, I know the stats were big, but uh, he was not the most effective quarterback in the world in this game. Um, unfortunately, I have a, uh, I'm going to share this here real quick. Um, I keep trying to find the heat chart. I saw it once and I cannot find it, but here's some more uh, data for Russell Wilson in this game. Uh, I can zoom in a bit too, if that helps. I think that's the spirit. Unless you're watching on your phone, you can see that pretty easily. But yeah, Russell Wilson this week, this is uh, attempts on target throws and on target percent while Russell Wilson got some plays on some big chunk yards. Um, his on target rate was 23rd in the league this week at just a uh, 62%, only 26 of his 42 uh, pass attempts were on target. And also the heat map. Once again, uh, while he was using his tight ends and his running backs, the 
middle of the field in that like five to 15 yard area was, I think he only had one completion or one attempt in that area of the whole game. So I know there's been a lot of talk about, you know, Russell Wilson's really trying to work that middle of the field this game. And granted to Russell Wilson, they're trying to figure out what works for him. Um, he wasn't just living on the deep balls. They had a lot of passes behind the line of scrimmage or within like, you know, five, zero to five yards out, but there's still a huge area of the field that is not being utilized with Russell Wilson in this one game. And I'd like to see a little more crossing routes is fine. If you don't want to work the perimeter with your wide receivers, you shouldn't go 25 minutes before your first target to a wide receiver. You know, we we've talked these guys up and you saw what happens. The very first target, you know, it's not going to always be that easy, but the very first target to a wide receiver was a touchdown, you know? And then as you started making plays down the left side to Cortland Sutton, it was either a catch or an interference, you know, use these guys. So again, I, I still feel like, he probably had it banged into his head over and over and over and over again. Take what they give you. Don't try and do too much. I know this is emotional. All right, let's get that one out of the way and let's play some football now. Yeah. So uh, we'll see how it plays out uh, this week. The Broncos obviously getting Texans in their home opener. Broncos sh- should have beaten the Seahawks, more talented team than the Seahawks, but they let that one get away. They cannot do that this week uh, in the NFL. Obviously, if they get behind 0-2 in this division, forget the AFC West, your chances of the playoffs are probably dropped down to about 10%. Uh, so I don't want to say it's a must-win game, but it does seem like it's a must-win game uh, for the Broncos this early, as crazy as it sounds. So take care of business and uh, hopefully be better. Not having Quinn Miners is going to hurt. Probably your best player on the offensive line right now, which is crazy to say, but what a great draft pick and what a good player uh, for the Broncos in that one. And also just Justin Simmons, probably your best player on the defense, maybe not your most valuable player on the defense, but considering he's playing the safety spot, uh, you know, you're going to miss him. We'll see what Caden Stearns does. We'll see if PJ Lockett's out there. Uh, but any final thoughts that we now cross the uh, one hour mark before we wrap, uh, wrap it on up here, Scott? No, uh, you know, just a reminder, hit the, uh, the, the mile high huddle pod guys tonight, six o'clock, six fifteen, six fifteen on, uh, on these channels. Uh, Chad will be back. It'll be Chad and Zach again. Um, as they're, tuning in and we're simul you know simulcasting but dual screening uh, a little football tonight and then uh thomas in the morning on on friday morning for uh, be nice because he's gonna be by himself he ran the show by himself last week for the most part but this time i'm really not gonna be there so so be nice check out thomas and mm-hmm. his thoughts on this uh his show is getting better and better every week yeah absolutely and also i found this so sorry we know we're already at an hour uh but i found the one of the spray charts here for um, Russell Wilson in this game from Josh Norris. I knew it was somewhere. Uh, so I don't know. Let me know if you guys can see that. I can zoom in a bit too, but again, um, all this talk about the middle of the field with Russell Wilson, uh, Josh Norris here. Good follow on Twitter. Russell Wilson, Seahawk in 2021 versus Russell Wilson as a Bronco in 2022. The offense is the offense, you know, Hackett, uh, whoever's the offensive coordinator, the areas of the field are pretty much the same. And as you can see, <laughs> I mean, it really just is, it's an interesting strategy uh, to follow here. Really uh, a lot of deep balls shots on the left side, made that one touchdown, but a lot of inaccuracy there, deep left, deep left. Um, a couple of those X's were pass interference calls too. you know, tack on another 60 yards in offense right there. And, you know, for, for those as well. I don't think the X's actually in this one are, they do not uh, tabulate because they're not considered an attempt, but they're certainly not big, you know, they're not big green yeah. completions either. No, and no, those, no. You know, what they did they have in, in penalties? Because a couple of those were big penalties going up left to Cortland yeah. Sutton. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, again, um, you just see the, especially on this one here, the large volume of plays that are, you know, right over the short middle of the field, you know, the little turnaround hitch routes. 
and then just pelting snaps. Um, this is the reason Javante Williams had the second most receptions in the league this week um, behind the line of scrimmage or right at the line of scrimmage. So going to see how this Broncos offense evolves. I don't know how sustainable um, this passing spread is uh, for a potent offense in the NFL this year, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. One of my final thoughts is I'd like to see one of your scattier type backs getting those, those screen passes types out in space um, you know, I like it's a, it's actually a fairly tough throw, but it's it's almost like a toss sweep where you mm-hmm. send the back out and you lead him and he gets it running forward. Uh, that's where I want Javante. But a lot of these stop screen pass where your backs to the you know your backs to the the defense, you catch and turn and go. I'd rather see a, a Gordon Boone type doing those, and I want I want Melvin I want Javante Williams running downhill again. He had three carries for 33 yards and he finished with seven carries. I know he had 11 catches, but that's, that's different. You know, it's you're gashing those guys with the running game and he finishes with seven. That's inexplicable to me. It's, it's, it, it, I mean, you can explain it. doesn't mean I'll agree. Yeah. (sighs) We'll see how it plays out. Um, Just uh, something to watch going forward here uh, with this offense and Russell Wilson, um, considering all the talk of, you know, going to be the perfect uh, meshing of Hackett and Russell Wilson this season. Uh, See how it plays out. And we got PG Allen coming in saying, let's ride with the uh, the rugby football icon there. I believe just had to tease you seeing that one come in. Kevin Gray saying, great show. Michael saying, great show as well. Chris Jenkins, go Hawkeyes. Chris, we love you. Saying, have a great day. Broncos family had to razz you a bit there. Bama X, great show. Brad coming in here. Thanks, guys. And uh, everybody else coming in, uh, supporting us as well. We appreciate you. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, make sure you're following Scott and I on Twitter. Scott is at Scout Kennedy on Twitter. I'm at Nick Kendall MHH. Also follow us at bfb underscore pod and of course at mile high huddle the mothership account there um make sure you're following us at facebook.com forward slash mile high huddle and facebook.com forward slash mile high huddle pod if you want to check out some of the swag like uh, i think it was michaela who got some as well mm-hmm. uh early in the show saying uh she got some mhh gear awesome check it out at huddle pod.com and uh, as the ticker says underneath there make sure you guys are liking subscribing and sharing over on youtube Want to give a shout out to uh, pristineauction.com, Manscaped, and uh, oh my gosh, I keep forgetting our other sponsor, um, MyBookie, uh, as well uh, for the uh, support in the show. We appreciate them. Make sure you guys are supporting us by checking those out and using our promo codes there. And uh, we will see you all uh, next. Well, maybe see, maybe myself see you next Monday, but we'll see you all soon. Uh, we appreciate you guys. Have a good one. Choose compassion, choose kindness. Have a great weekend. Go Broncos. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. Good morning, Broncos country. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. 
They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.